No. Jerem. No. No, no, Jerem. No, why are you doing this? No! What? 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 Why am I sweating? Oh, God. Not again. Oh, we had another one of those dreams again, didn't we? What? What is happening? I don't think are these they are even actually dreams? dreams. I don't. I don't know what is. I don't know what's real anymore. God. Uh... Let's just play this new game. I found it. It's called the uh, Twenty XDX. Okay. Welcome everybody to another episode of Xtreme. My name is Zach. Hey, my name is Joey. And this is a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite video games. Yes! And I guess we're going to play this game 20XX? Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I feel like this... Wait, did we? Having like did deja vu. Did we do this? I think we did do this. But uh, we couldn't have been... We, I don't think we... I don't remember beating it. No. So we must not have finished it. So maybe we try it again? Not. Let's try it out. Okay, yeah. let's just go. Yeah, alright. So let's jump right into okay. it then. Right. We're getting level one here. Alright. The Agni Sort. Cool. With Perforator. Alright. Okay, so... Holy shit, it's hard. Holy shit. Actually, funnily enough, apparently I've saved up enough uh, cores to go and get... Um, crates that appear now in the beginning of the stages nice or at least in the beginning of the game um specifically you can get augmentation crates in the beginning or diamond crates which are weapon crates um have we, i don't remember us talking about weapon augs uh have we i don't know let's talk about them anyway so okay. weapon augs there's about three different augmentations that you can have per gun and not including your default um, which changes up how you can actually go and approach the challenges in each of these levels. So, specific to Nina, there is the Star Shot, which shoots it in four different directions. There's the Forkalator, which shoots <laughs> it in three directions uh, forward. And then there is also the Plasma Shot, I think is called... It's like a shotgun. Right. And it shoots a very tight burst uh, directly forward. Yeah. Um, but uh, but any of these will really kind of change how you can approach specific challenges because they shoot in very different directions. So if you have enemies that are above you and you have the star shot, great, you're in a good spot. But if there are enemies above you and have the fork later, you're going to have to get into a different position. Same with the plasma shot, because you may need to be up in their face, as opposed to farther away. So it's just kind of how you feel like playing these, these stages. Yeah, they all have their different advantages and disadvantages. Exactly, but it makes, on top of that, if you combine the already randomized augmentation system with the already randomized chunking system, and then you multiply yeah. that by the three or four different weapon augmentation styles that you can play with, and then you multiply that by the amount of new characters that you can play with, and then you multiply that by the amount of weapon augmentations that they have, and then you multiply it by the potential for luck-based token uh, 
token extracts that you can get from slot machines, you have a very large number. Yes, that is a large number. That... <laughs> Jillian. That, but it basically, if you found out what number that is, that would show you at least a good glimpse into the amount of possibilities that you have in terms of playing through one round of 20XX. <laughs> so... It, show, it just goes to show how randomization can really increase the replayability because there's no way you're going to really experience the same kind of game each time. Yeah, exactly. So it's just another addition to making the roguelike more roguelike? I don't know. That, that, that sounds kind of dumb. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay, as long as you know it's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, it's kind of like old arcade games, I guess. Yeah, like I can the, see that. The replayability of it. It's in a different kind of replayability, though. Because, yeah. I mean, when we were playing it in the arcades, it's always still the set path that you have to go on. Yeah, yeah. But I guess the difference is that you still had to keep paying to see the rest of the game. And by virtue of maybe you don't have enough coins or you don't know anybody rich enough to bankroll you, uh, you might just not know what's going to happen. So. Yeah. It's still all about not knowing what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see where you're coming from. It's just a different kind of barrier to understanding. Yeah. Uh, but then I think, honestly, like, I'm having so many flashbacks. I'm pretty sure we talked about most everything else in this stage. Is there anything else that we wanted to touch on? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Do you want to touch do you I want to touch like, on this guitar and then like we, play some music? Cool. Yeah. Sky Temple. This does not. This guy is not familiar to me. No, I don't think we. I don't remember this no. smug-looking dragon motherfucker. <laughs> All right, but what I do recognize are pressurized platforming puzzles. Yes. It's a mouthful. I love the alliteration. Pressurized platforming puzzles. Triple P. Take that to the pank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, See, the important part is I make us laugh. <laughs> That's what Xtreme <laughs> is all about. <laughs> just, just making me and you laugh, and <laughs> hope, and hoping that other people are laughing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, there's a minor increase in difficulty though as the stage moves forward. Though, basically, um, what if I if I told you that the majority of the stage itself is those platforming puzzles, what would you think the increase in difficulty would be? I would say smaller platforms. You would be absolutely correct. It is just smaller platforms. Yes. So, in a, in a genius stroke of amazement move, making the platform smaller has made the platforming harder. Who would have thunk? Yeah. I mean... I'm giving it a bit of flack 
mainly because it's so obvious to yeah. see. But at the, the same there's time, there's only so much they could do, though. It's like that's the thing. There's only so much you could have done, and to make this work with the chunking methodology that they put in place, they couldn't do anything too complex. Yeah. Because it would have taken so much longer to load. Yeah. That um, it and already like, takes. Yeah. And like adding. It takes uh, a bit of time. Yeah. Adding yeah, like adding wind work. and stuff. I think we see that in a later level. Adding in wind and things yeah. like that to change up the uh, how you actually move in the air. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm just giving it a bit of flack because I'm kind of an asshole. But <laughs> I mean, I call them as I see them. Call them. Um, but funnily enough, certain weapon upgrades will... Interesting, I didn't talk about this before, but I want to talk about it now. Uh, certain weapon upgrades will actually decrease your individual attack strength, but increase the overall performance of your weapon. Right. So what that means is, say you initially did 10 damage with the single shot uh, blaster with Nina, and then you get the forklader weapon. Mm-hmm. If you just shoot one of the three forkladers at an enemy, it will do maybe 9 damage now. Right. But... In the overall, if you happen to hit the enemy with all three at once, it's nine times three, so yeah. it ends up being, you know, 27 hit points yeah. worth of damage. So overall, the performance is better, but in certain scenarios, based on how the chunking works out, you might actually be doing less damage. Right. So it's interesting, because it depends really on the enemy types that you encounter and how willing you are to basically get up in people's faces yeah. to take advantage of that extra damage. Because a lot of times they're going to be straight up in front of you or the targets themselves aren't going to be that big until you get to the bosses. Right. So you so, got to be like, are they going to be everywhere or are they going to be right in front of me? Exactly. And I mean, it, it's a different scenario altogether if you're hitting up a bunch of different enemies like that come at you in a swarm. But if you're just trying to take out one specific enemy, you have to... Kind of keep that in mind. Yeah. Because it changes up how you should be approaching these enemies because maybe being far away from them and attacking isn't the best option attack damage-wise. Right. So, it's an interesting little piece to consider, you know, while you're running through. Yeah, you could try both ways. Why not? Exactly. And I mean, if you don't like it, then you can pick up a different upgrade and try that out. Um, But as we keep moving through here, it combines... Uh, these pressurized platform puzzles with lasers to increase the difficulty as the level progresses. So it's good to see that they didn't just rely on the platforming length of the... Well, not just the platform, but the length of the platform right. to increase the difficulty. Yeah. Uh, they throw in uh, the tried-and-true enemy-of-the-people laser beams. <laughs> After we spikes. We didn't know that. After spikes. We didn't know that. That's true. Spikes have been nerfed. They're no longer the full-on enemy-of-the-people. True. Um, they are more like a minor inconvenience. But laser walls seem to be incredibly abundant in 20XX. Yeah. It's like, um, it's a very easy way to gate things and make platforming harder. So I can see why you would want to use it more often than not. Yeah. Standard.
Joey, there are these two green pylons and a sign above it that says, very safe lab. (laughs) Why do I not feel good about this? Because labs are supposed to be very safe. So why it's like are they if you walked, that? Oh, I don't know. It's like if you walked into the grocery store, and it said "very safe grocery store." Yeah. And <laughs> no like, poisonous food here. No, yeah, no poison here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, now you got me thinking about it. But in this situation, the very safe lab is kind of a a place where you can pick up skulls. That enable extra difficulty throughout your run here. Um, yeah. They technically are called prototypes. That will give you one huge advantage with one huge drawback, depending on the prototype. Uh-huh. So in certain scenarios, one of the prototypes that I found um, gave me an additional 16 armor. Nice. At the price of losing all but one of my health. Mm, that's that's almost worth it, I think. You it's, could just get your health interesting. back. Well, the, no, that's the thing. You say you lose all of your armor, you have one hit point. Mm-hmm, true. And if you lose that, you die. <laughs> so it's interesting, because it's like, how bold do you feel? Do you feel like you won't get hit more than 15 times? Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah, yeah so it's kind of like a trade-off situation where it's like, oh... Did you want to make your run a bit harder? Are you feeling like it's too easy right now? Then come to the very safe safe lab and try it out. Um, another one that I actually ran into is, uh, this is an interesting point. Bosses gain 50% more health, but when you beat them, you get an extra chest at the end. Cool. So, it's not as uh, punishing as the other one that I that I laid out there, but just another example of the types of in ways that this actually changes up how you can actually approach or modify your gameplay to your uh desired level of difficulty Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool yeah also i'm not quite sure what the giant uh what the giant uh hologram is is it one of the scientists i can't quite tell it could be it's know. interesting, also because the music there changes. It's like more modified and sinistery. Yeah, ominous like, kind of. It's like it's being distorted. Yeah. So is it even a part of this test? Maybe it's some other third scientist that's just trying to fuck with you. Oh shit. I don't know. What's the lore situation like? There is none. I can't find any fucking lore. It's true. They need. There's not even much of a story like to this game is there there's a bit of there's a bit of story in the beginning yeah. oh by the way i was playing through again and i think they patched the issue that i was talking about in the first episode where the introduction went by in like 10 seconds so oh, yeah? that's fixed so nice. good job it's fixed on the switch sweet while we're playing um, it it's perfect i'd timing. like to think that we had a hand in fixing that because <laughs> we, you know we brought it up so clearly right, it was it. us yeah, we have such wide, wide reach. <laughs> you never know. Never Everyone know. in the cosmos hears us. <laughs> and by the cosmos, I mean the people next door. They're, they are the cosmos. Yeah, and um, Zach's and mom. They are, and they are very angry. 
<laughs> and my mom? How did she get into this? Uh, Is she part of the cosmos? Did she become a goddess? She loved your father very much. And one day, they decided to not wear a condom. And let's get back into the game. Super! I felt very <laughs> uncomfortable right there. Let's move on. Do you want to talk about the boss? All right. Kerr, the Skylord Guardian, the Kerr. Gatekeeper. Yes. The guy who's really proud of his hair. He uses the power. He uses Kerr gel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that gel. Uh, the only reason they say that is because the only boss who actually does a thing when you walk in, aside uh. from laugh at you or menace, seems to, like, tuck the hair back, like, slick it back, like a dude bro. Be like, yeah, I'm ready to fight you, man. But hold on, I gotta fix up my do. There we go, looking fresh to death. Time to shoot fireballs out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, uh, fireballs. So, Kerr can do a few different attacks. There's got floor fire, which just lights the floor on fire. Uh, I mean, that sounded obvious, come to think of it. <laughs> uh, lunging sword slash. Um, fire breath, which is just as it sounds. Um, and then his enraged attack, which comes as a surprise to me, which is just giant gun pellets. That's it. It's just giant... Sc- <laughs> I mean, gun pellets is a... Bit of a stretch. It's a giant square that comes in your direction. I guess, yeah. Rectangular prism. (laughs) Rectangular death. (laughs) It's like when you're trapped in a glass cage of emotion and you just can't get out. It's just painful. Anyway, um, it's a very interesting (laughs) attack because only one... There's only one out of the four spaces where you can actually get through... Um, unabated, mm-hmm. and it makes for an interesting little platforming challenge while you actually have to keep shooting at him, because yeah. if you don't, then he'll just keep shooting at you until you can actually shoot him back, and it just yeah. makes the fight go on and on. Um, but yeah, I like the fight. Yeah, it's uh, different from the other ones. Exactly. It's like Don't almost to... like a puzzle in itself with all the, you know, different geometrical attacks <laughs> <laughs> yes geometry coming at you again with circles and squares <laughs> they never said trigonometry wouldn't hurt <laughs> actually there's a secret way to defeat the boss if you figure out the <laughs> if you figure out the tangential line in terms of the, shun- of the attack yeah, you differential get, you have to calculate the derivative if you figure out the logarithmic functionality of how the shot's going to go, then you win. You don't just yeah. win the game, you just win at life. Right. Yeah. Mazel tov on your math degree. <laughs> it actually prints out of your switch when you when you win. <laughs> don't worry about that paper coming out. That's normal. Damn it, why did I go to McGill? <laughs> Who needs to go there? You just need to beat this boss with trigonometry. And it prints out a degree for you. It says, congratulations. You're great. Terrific.
three. All right. The super hot facility with Rolster. Yeah, definitely, classic. definitely having a flashback again. Yeah, hardcore definitely, flashback. Definitely did both of these. So maybe we just talk about this one thing that I found in here. It's Glory Zone that I don't think we talked about. Um, disabling death traps. Um, it's an interesting challenge room where your weapons are disabled and you can only use a zone EMP to turn off the lasers within a time limit. Right. Um, it's an interesting challenge because it's not something that's actively trying to hurt you. It's more you just need to understand the situation you're in pretty quickly because you're on that time limit. And then you may instinctively try and shoot things because that's what these kind of games demand. You jump and shoot. But then you need to... Within the 20 seconds, I think it is, uh, mm. understand that you have to use a special weapon that's specific to these lasers that can disable them, and then um, then you get rewarded with a armor piece. That's right. But it, but it uh, rewards you based on quickly grasping a concept and actioning it. Um, yeah. You know what kind of reminded me of, actually? What? In a weird way. Um... You're you're playing those WarioWare games? Yeah. Remember how they were like five seconds and you had yes. to understand what to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, but on a more macro level. Right. Um, it's not as short of a time limit, but there is still a time limit <laughs> yeah. where you have to quickly grasp and understand what needs to be done. Um, granted, it's not five seconds, but the concept is still the same. You yeah. get rewarded with continuing and playing those games, and you hear you get rewarded with an armor piece. Yeah. And you feel really good for it. And you get a minor bit of conveyance, actually, because oh. you realize that this weapon type in the actual game can help you do the exact same thing. Nice. So if you, you were not aware of the functionality of this secondary weapon, that it could actually disable these lasers, now you do. Yeah, so it's a perfect when you're, way to show you. Exactly. So now you're out in the world and you're like, well, this worked in the challenge level. Why doesn't it work in the real in the real game? And then you try it out and boom, it works. Yeah. Look at that. Fuck a conveyance. <laughs> All Bro, right. put in my conveyance sound effect. Oh. Jerome, that is not the conveyance sound effect. You said but it three Jerome, times, though. You're, Jerome, you're... We're cool, right? Okay. Oh, wait, that was your evil twin? Oh, of course it couldn't have been you. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I would never doubt you. I would never doubt you. Thank you so much for coming back and explaining the situation, Jerem. Okay, we'll be on the lookout for your evil twin brother. Nice. All right, thanks, Jerem. Enjoy that war, Paul. All right. Bye. I think uh, I think we can move on to the next level. Yeah. Cue the music. Level Quattro! Oh yeah! The Turtle Star at Sky Temple. Again, another flashback. 
I know, right? It's like... That's it. That was... It's like basically the same as before. Yeah, that's right. Cue the music! No, wait, stop the music. There is something I have to talk about. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So, there are smaller permanent lasers that are used to increase the risk, uh, the risk-reward for the small augmentation. Not the small augmentation, but the small boxes that contain nuts or health or NRG, energy. Energy. <laughs> energy. Oh! Mm-hmm. You, you, you feel the light bulb turn on in my brain? <laughs> Pro tip. Eat fruits and vegetables for NRG. <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to shoot things out of your hand that you did not expect. <laughs> like grapefruit. <laughs> Pro tip, do not try and shoot a grapefruit out of your palm. <laughs> but yeah, so related to the actual level itself, though, um, as we're moving through and getting more and more difficult... Uh, they want to make sure that these health or uh, bolt crates are not as easy to get as they were before. So a good way to augment that difficulty is to increase the platforming around the boxes themselves by creating walls that maybe you can't jump on anymore and you have to be more precise in terms of where you have to go. Yeah. So it's a good way to increase the difficulty for things that before were not as difficult to get to but now you know we're getting into more of the mid game um and funnily enough as you're going through here you may actually run into super enemies that will show up and i'm not talking about the ones that drop cores Um, right they're just like a larger version of the normal enemy types that you're seeing here yeah um they have larger hitboxes and they have a greater damage output um, so they're more of a, not a glass cannon, but, uh, a difficult version of an enemy, you know? I don't feel yeah. like I have to explain like, that any further. It's pretty yeah, self-explanatory. It's like, it's like what the game is doing, just getting harder. What's one of the things? Exactly, but it's not, it's not the traditional, um, increase in difficulty that you would normally see where you're constantly going to now see these big enemies. They just kind of happen to pop up occasionally throughout the levels if the chunking works out that way um because that's again it's built on this chunking system so you may not always see these enemies it just may work out in that favor yeah yeah yeah. um okay now you can cue the music that's not the music cue the music oh but fall Vacuolab with Death Lotus. Vacuolab. Again. Anyway, 
Yeah. <laughs> Chunking will, in- interestingly enough, I've noticed, specifically in this level that I'm playing through right now, Chunking will sometimes create situations well, where there are, funnily enough, multiple of the same vending machines right next to each other. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of funny. So in the playthrough that I did, um, literally right above one of the vending machines for health was the exact same vending machine for health with the exact same <laughs> like payment structure where you get uh, you have to pay three bolts for one. It was just literally one platform separating them. Why? I don't know. I don't know how that how the chunking managed to do that, but it's very interesting to think about uh, because I, I really wish I understood a bit better how the chunking worked exactly, uh-huh. like how it decides where things should be going. Right. I get that there is a method to the madness based on, you know, um, the level that you're currently in, um, how fast you've been moving through the levels, um, and things of that nature, but I just wonder how it actually decides what needs to fit in where in each of the chunks it could be randomized in it's a way. probably randomized in to an way. extent yeah but I to mean, an extent but i mean like it's not gonna put like a vending machine in the middle of an acid right right, right. you know there are so like there are rules to it but there's also randomization to it exactly um maybe we'll figure out more about that as we move through it's but, probably um, pretty advanced coding it's some advanced coding. They were standing over their laptop saying, do not put vending machine in lava. <laughs> Enter. And then they, the computer spat back, I don't understand computer in lava. And then it's like, no, I didn't say computer in lava. I said vending machine in lava. And then the computer spits back, I'm sorry, I don't understand lava. And then you spit back, God, I hate coding. And I forgot says, to put sorry, the quotations. And it says, sorry, I don't understand. I hate quote coding. Damn syntax! And that's the day in the life of a programmer. I hope you like that. (laughs) Uh, But there's one thing I want to talk about that I don't think we talked about before. It's another glory zone. Specifically, this one is called Flee! (laughs) 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 Almost like like Chewbacca. (laughs) (laughs) i think that's what he's saying every time he's talking he's like no we gotta flee chewbacca was just a big wuss in the end i'm so sorry to break it to you star wars fans but we have decoded it now we slowed it down and actually paul this is what he's saying can you actually can you provide us that clip paul Great, thank you. That was exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, but you basically just have to uh, run away. Yeah. You make like uh, the Holy Grail, um, King Arthur and the Holy Grail, and then run away. <laughs> Brave Sir Robin ran away. Bravely <laughs> ran away, away. <laughs> this isn't cute music time, Zach. Oh, sorry. I just got too into it. Give the music! <laughs> no, okay. I just, sorry.
six. Oh, right. It's time for Frostor and Vile Visage. My faves. Again. Again. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. We know, we know well, this. All I got for this one is that there's one more glory zone that I haven't talked about. It is uh, Lock the Blocks. Lock the Blocks. Uh, which I hate for one specific reason, because you have to lock the blocks using the weapon that you get from Eternal Star, which is the weapon that moves in a certain direction based on your momentum. Okay. And then on top of that, the layout of this challenge is not conducive to you actually doing locking the blocks in the most optimal way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you again, it's basically a big rectangle with a smaller rectangle inside um, that you cannot go through, but you have to go on the outer rim of that inner tri- or rectangle. Getting my shapes messed up. To actually <laughs> uh, gain some momentum, shoot off the special weapon, and lock the blocks in place. Problem is, it's just... The only feasible ways that you can do this are by going above it or below it. Um, if you try and go to the side, there's not enough momentum to actually carry the weapon all the way over. That may have been a design choice so that it's not super easy. But at the same time, the blocks keep disappearing. And sometimes the weapon actually moves so slowly that it misses. Even though it's a giant ice cream cone... Sometimes it'll miss because you didn't get enough speed to actually move it far enough. And then by the time it gets there, the friggin' block disappears. And then by the time the block comes back, your weapon is gone. Ah, frustrating. God, maybe I'm just not that good with this weapon. But again, it's just another reason for me to dislike this particular weapon. You need practice, maybe. Practice makes goldfish. Isn't that what they say? Yeah, and... It's the snack that smiles back. It's the snack that also apparently was recalled for salmonella. That makes sense. <laughs> apparently, don't get extreme flavor blasted goldfish. Because they <laughs> somehow have salmonella. Which I'm very confused about. They probably made it with, like, lard. <laughs> I don't know. It probably took them a few different tries to get it right. Kind of like this game. <laughs> Which was funnily enough, um, there's a, actually got a quote about this, but there were a lot of changes from the initial game itself to what it looks like, at least in a more early build of what it looked like back then. So let's uh, take a listen right there. Pretty much everything about the game has changed since then, right? You still have Ace and Nina, you still have their core identities. You know, the, the ultimate core vision of the game, which is capturing that awesome, you know, action platformer feel uh, with all of our awesome roguelike elements and the multiplayer, uh, all of that is still completely intact. You know, the core vision of the game hasn't changed, but a lot of the ways we implement it have, right? Mm. Like, we have the unlock system in the form of soul nuts, which I'm pretty sure wasn't even in the game then. You know, it's been so long that, like, the, the idea of unlocking stuff is, like, so solidly in the game at this point and has been in for so long, but I guess in 2014 it really... It wasn't yet. You know, when we, when we first showcased the game at PAX East 2014, you know, we basically, we got to, like, I think February of that year, and we saw that there were still some booths open at East, and we were like, you know, if we really crunch, we have two, you know, showable levels, we could show this thing. And 
you know, in hindsight, it was certainly cool to have gotten all that experience, but anybody whose image of the game is informed by having seen it then, you know, really almost has no idea what we're currently doing because it's so different. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure every single art asset in the game has been redone. Couldn't have said it better myself. And speaking of myself, that was me hitting the button that plays the next soundtrack. <laughs> God, I'm getting worse at these. This one's Shatterhawk, Shatterbeak, Shatterhawk sounds cool too, but Shatterhawk, Shatterbeak. Yeah. Um, I only got a little, little something, something to talk about because the flashbacks are so intense on this one. Um, there's, uh, as we're, since we're in level seven here, we're getting closer to the end game. So the bullet hell level has increased to absurd levels of difficulty where they're just throwing everything at you. Um, and not only that, but the enemy counts themselves have increased tremendously, and the amount of laser walls has increased tremendously. So they're really, really pushing on the difficulty button here to make sure that you are in a spot that has, you know, if you earned your place here to get to level seven. Yeah, So definitely. we gotta, I, we're being very careful here, but there's only so much that you can do, and, um, God... To help us, we're moving into level eight. Oh shit! This is gonna be hard. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. All right, here we are in level eight, and shit is getting serious. Yeah, let's be take our time here. Oh my god, are you? We're gonna be so careful here. We need to make sure that we... Okay. Hey. But, um... It's a bunny. Huh. Yeah, is that what you think it is over there? Is that a little bunny rabbit? Yeah. Oh. Hey. Okay. I thought it was going to be a little harder. Bunny? But, uh, okay, a little it? bunny rabbit the, the there. Bleeding. Uh, hmm. What? Is that... Is that... Is that... I don't know. That's not bleeding. Oh, God. What's up with the tooth? of the one-wayedness of time. But the future refused to change. 